Springer! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Steel Springer! Hey, Bryn, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Oh my god, Weekend at Bernie's saved my life. Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god, no, no I haven't. Of course not. You've Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the out of me when I was a kid. You know, did scare the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. Mr. Elm Spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Springa, the podcast about all of your favorite films and your sheltered friend who's never seen them. I'm one of your hosts, Tony, and I'm here with... Uh, Bryn, another one of your hosts. Yes, and our sheltered friend. Hi guys, I'm Jonesy. <laughs> Jonesy. So it is New Year's Eve. First off, we are oh actually God. recording this on New Year's Eve. Because what so the hell cheers, else are we gonna do? Cheers, Happy New no Year! No one's going out anywhere, so I we're know. going out with each other and you. And you. you. <laughs> and because it was we're ending 2020, this movie kind of feels fitting. The one we're gonna review today. It is the 1994 black comedy crime film. Serial Mom, directed by John Waters, legendary, iconic John Waters. Yes, that is the film we are going to talk about for the next hour. I'm excited. Oh, this film. This film film is, it took me back to a time and place in my life. Yeah. And I, you know, then I looked in the mirror for a long time and I looked at the crow's feet and I thought, what what has become of you? I was like, oh, 94, I was a junior in high school. Yeah, real emotional journey for me. Yeah, I was like, damn, I'm old. Damn, I'm (laughs) old. But before we get into the film, should we watch the trailer and get everybody in the mood for some Serial Mom? Let's let's do it. Always. Yeah. Hopefully this isn't a really long trailer like the last one we did. Life doesn't have to be ugly. Look at the birds out there. Listen to their call. Hooey. This is the story of Beverly Sutphin. Scramble eggs, anybody? A devoted mother. I'm so happy I could chip. You know how I hate the brown word. A loving wife. You think the kids are awake? We could be very quiet. I'm ready. Honey, you're hot tonight. And a suspected murderer. How did America's number one mom turn into one of America's most wanted? Is she really guilty? Are you a serial killer? Chip, the only serial I know anything about is Rice Krispies. Is she the only one with a motive? Believe that damn litter bugger. Give her a happy face. Or is there someone else? I'm stood up. I'll kill that jerk. With an axe to grind. You'll never get a boyfriend. Meanwhile, this small Baltimore suburb keeps getting smaller and smaller. It's been a crazy day, hasn't it? Savoy Pictures asks the burning question, Is your wife mental? Is Beverly Sutphin just a sweet suburban housewife? I don't know what it is about today, but I feel great. Cookie? 
or is she? Serial mom. Cool. Is she in a band? Kathleen Turner, Sam Waterston, and Ricky Lake. Serial mom. Every woman wants to be wanted. Just not for murder one. Beverly, I've read all about this. Is it menopause? Yes. <laughs> I was like, boop, it's done. <laughs> I, okay, for everybody who is watching and listens to this, me personally, I'm a huge John Waters fan. I always have been, ever since probably my freshman year in high school when I discovered him. And when me and producer What Rob, did you discover him on? Sorry to interrupt real quick. I want what? to know. The what first did you movie, the first, the first, I was just, dis- I discovered him from a friend in high school was like, you, you don't know who John Waters is here. I'm going to give you these three movies. And it was, um, the first one was Desperate Living. Then yeah. it was Pink Flamingo and Female Trouble were my first introductions to John Waters. And I was mm-hmm. like, hooked 100%. But Serial Mom is one of his later films. And it's his, if I believe, if I remember right, the biggest budget he had, it was 13, 13 million to make the film. Um, and it became a cult classic, cult classic. Um, it didn't do well. Box office. It it bombed. bombed. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So Bryn, give us a quick rundown of the plot of Serial Mom. Okay, so I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I thought that the best way to introduce it would be that it's Beaver Cleaver's mom, emphasis on the cleaver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at Cam with jokes. Yeah. Look at Cam with <laughs> jokes. So it is about your normal suburban mom. Yeah, picture June Cleaver. Um, very high standards, like all around perfect, pastels, lovely house, doctor, dentist, husband, two kids, um, with like a little bit of a John Waters twist, which is that when this housewife and this stay-at-home mom gets upset, she will brutally murder people. And I feel like that speaks to a lot of people on a lot of different levels. So the <laughs> film basically follows her in what is, in serial killer terms, we would um, call her berserker mode. Oh, so for serial killers ramp up and then yeah. they kill a little bit at a time. And then there's a period where they go berserk. It's called the berserker mode. So we've caught her at the apex of her just letting it loose. She cannot help herself. So she is killing people left and right. Her family's trying to support her. It's in this small town. The cops are trying to figure it out. And then we culminate in this big, wonderful trial that is just hilarious and amazing. And there's so many good people in it. Kathleen Turner is a fucking revelation in this movie she's so good. so amazing so freaking um, good yeah and that's basically the plot of the movie yeah. yeah and for people who are john waters fans um most of the cast are from his previous films yeah. like tracy lords makes an appearance in it um uh, totally Co- of course she's in every movie that i think he's done um sam waterson which i was surprised i forgot he was in so this random and it's matt uh, matthew lillard's first film he's ever done Matthew from Scream fame, yeah. And Ricky Lake, hello, Ricky Lake's in it. Um, Patty Hearst makes an appearance uh, to wear yep. white after Labor Day, lady. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good people in it, especially if you're a fan of the John Waters universe. 
Yeah. Every time you turn around, you're like, oh, that person's in this, that person's in this. I totally forgot. Yeah. And Everyone... it's based on a true story, right? No, 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 no. no. That is a Bit lie. That. that is a lie. <laughs> That's not what the movie said. No, the movie's a satire towards, at the period it came out, everybody, it was like when um, Unsolved Mysteries, American... Mm-hmm. What is it? America's Most Wanted was out. So like Sunday night, you would go home and you'd watch this horrible things happening to other people in America, but not your family. And rescue nine one one. Rescue nine one one and cops <laughs> and all of those. So for some reason, wasn't allowed to watch a lot. Was allowed to watch Rescue nine one one and Unsolved Mysteries nightly, I'm not surprised. weekly, whatever. I just wanted you to know that horrible things really do happen to people in this world. Yeah. Oh yeah, sinners. It's not the make believe world. You know, this is why you gotta say stay under the umbrella of Jesus. Of Jesus. <laughs> so when this film, when he John Waters is getting ready to do this film, he asked a bunch of A-list celebrities to to pay play the lead Beverly. Um, I know Meryl Streep was on the list. There was a bunch of other ones, but Glenn Close, uh, Glenn Close Julie Andrews, yeah, Julie Andrews I would was going to be any of those movies. <laughs> Julie Andrews was actually originally to play the nosy neighbor, the redhead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Originally, that's who he wanted. But a lot of the big name actresses, they either wanted him to rewrite the script or do a full table read with the full cast before they would sign. And John Water was like, fuck no. And then he gave the script to Kathleen Turner because he was a really big fan of hers. Um, and she said, yeah, absolutely. Without any of those, she just was like signed on. And the reason why she said yes is because she knew of John Waters ahead of time. And she said in an interview that he was one of he's one of the directors that is famous worldwide. People know his films because he is not part of the Hollywood machine. He is yeah. outside of the Hollywood machine, and for her, that's what attracted her to the project and was like, "I want to work with him." And so she said yes, like when he asked her and stuff. And she did great. So oh, like yeah. she was fucking great. yeah. <laughs> she eat this part up. Up, yeah. yeah. The beginning when she's making the prank calls to Dottie. Pussy Willow. <laughs> oh my God. And then she pretends to be the lady from the um, phone company. Company. And she yeah. gets her to say pussy and she goes, Look at your mouth, you filthy whore. Look at your mouth, you filthy whore. So much fun. I know. She Actually, really I think we have. Like, relish this role. I think we have a clip of that because it's yes, one of my please. favorite scenes in the movie. Do you oh, want to play it? Let's play gonna it. going to mark us for this. <laughs> I know. They're going to be like, uh uh-uh, uh, out. Nope. Hello? Is this the cocksucker residence? God damn you, stop calling here. Isn't this 4215 pussy way? You bitch! Now let me check the zip code. 212, fuck you! Beverly! Beverly, darling! You home? The police are tracing this call this very minute. Well, Dottie Hinkle, then why aren't they here, huh? Fuck face, fuck you! <laughs> Beverly, you home? I know you are. Beverly? (gasps) Didn't I just say fuck you? I beg your pardon. Who is this? 
Mrs. Wilson from the telephone company. I understand you're having problems with an obscene phone caller. Yes, I am. I'm sorry, Mrs. Wilson, but this is driving me crazy. I've had my number changed twice already. I'm a divorced woman. Please help me. Beverly? What exactly does this sick individual say to you? I can't say the words out loud. I don't use bad language. Oh, well, I know it's difficult, but we need to know the exact words. I'll try. Cocksucker. That's what she calls me. Listen to you, filthy mouth, you fucking whore! God damn you! <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> that, that scene in the courtroom scene, <laughs> when she's like... <laughs> I think it's so good. It's so good. I just... So, Brynn, so when was the first time you ever watched this film? I'm really curious about <laughs> this. And what did you think of the film when you first watched it and then watching it again now? So, shocking no one, I saw this film when I was, like, probably 12. I'm not surprised. I am Is not surprised. Is that when this film came out? Because... I'm not trying to, like, call you out on your age, but I feel like it might happen. How dare you? How Um, dare you? I just had a birthday, and you're taking advantage of that. Yeah, she is. Um, (laughs) I didn't mean. No, I, so we didn't, like, see it in the theaters. Yeah. Okay. Now, I remember specifically going to Blockbuster. We used to go to Blockbuster every Friday, and it was always someone's turn to pick. And we all wanted to see Serial Mom. Because we all thought it was, like, really funny. And my mom loves Kathleen Turner. So we watched this as a family on a Friday night eating pizza. <laughs> I am not oh. surprised. That explains so much about bread. <laughs> and we thought it was hilarious. We loved this movie. We rented it, like, over and over again. We watched it, like, twice that night. Yeah. And I just remember loving the dichotomy of it. I wouldn't use that word when I was 12. But um, just, like, how clean and, like, nice and sweet she was and watching the birds. And then I also, at a young age, had an unhealthy, I wouldn't say obsession, but curiosity for serial killers. So, like, yeah. when she has, like, the letter under her bed from Richard Speck with like, the bodybuilding <laughs> picture, I was like, I know who Richard Speck is. Yeah. And, like, Ted Bundy. And she's, like, reading that. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, like her, but, like, not a murderer. And then yeah. I was like, John Waters just making these relatable characters. Um, and I just thought it was like so funny and fun. I, I think so much of the sexual stuff went over my head. Oh, like probably at 12, stuff. it better have been over your head. And like all the cussing and stuff. Like, I yeah. that's not what I remember. I do remember the horniness. Uh, what horny level was it? Yes. For you? Wait, we need theme music for Bryn Horny. We will. Level. What horny level? Yeah. What horny level, so, Bryn? I remember it being like watching it like this film is horny, even at 12. <laughs> like I knew. And but then when also I rewatched 12 it, is a good age to be like, things are horny, things are yeah. not. <laughs> things are not horny. That's when and, you start discovering horny. Yeah, exactly. Around that. Yeah. Age. There you go. And then rewatching it. Yeah. Because I do remember him. Jerking off to the giant boob lady. Oh, which is uh, um the yeah. movie he watched. What was it? Chess Chester Ch- like Morgan. Chesty Morgan's was the actress, yeah. and it was Deadly Weapons. Is the movie <laughs> film right? Deadly yeah. Weapons. Yeah. yeah and I was assuming this was a real film because it looked like a real. Film. Yeah, I think it, it looked. Been. It was. It was a real film that he yeah. was watching. Yeah. Um. 
so like now rewatching it as an adult, the horniness level matches my expectation. Okay, and it's what I like. Yeah, it's like (laughs) you you like that in your film, John Waters film, horny in the right ways. Like that scene where she's wearing the white cotton panties and she's flashing the pervert. Oh yeah, under the desk. Under the yeah, that is seared in my mind. I remember that, and so when it came back on, I was just smiling to myself. I was like, I remember this because, like, who does that turn on? It's like weird white cotton panties, but there's you know (laughs) someone for everyone, right? And um, also the scene. Always, I always, always remember the scene where she uses the poker, and she takes out that like chunk, yeah, of like what his liver or kidney or whatever, whatever. yeah. And then she like wiggles it out, and she's like, and she just like throws it, and then when she like basically gives him a. What's it called when you flush someone's head in the toilet? A swirly. A swirly. Yes! Is that what it is? Swirly. A swirly. Yeah. Okay. That always really stuck with me. We thought that that was so funny when she's just like, <laughs> yuck. And it's like a weird piece of like, obviously like a piece of liver. It looked like maybe or like something, yeah. jelly cranberry sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I just being like, this movie is so fun and funny. Oh, wow. Have, like, do you watch, have you watched a lot of John Waters films? Yes. What was the so, first John Waters film you you remember watching that you were the introduced first John to? John Waters one that I remember first. watching and connecting with is Crybaby. See, Crybaby's a Cry oh, Baby. one of my favorites. I love Crybaby. Yeah. And I had like a huge crush on Tracy Lords, and then like learned all about her and got really mm. into like her biography. There's a great podcast about her right now. Yep. It's not great. It's bad. It's but, bad. Um, <laughs> They, she's they fascinating. Like, she is fascinating. She's fascinating, but yeah. the way that they guise it is like very anti Tracy Lords, and I don't like that. Um, but I, I had like a huge crush on her, and I remember like going into like all that stuff with Crybaby. So yeah. that's what really brought me into the John Waters world. And I think Serial Mom is like sort of akin to that because it's in sort of a suburban setting. And the same type of, I guess, world you can say. Yes, exactly. kind of within the John Waters universe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. When did, when did you first see this, Tony? I saw this, um, well, it came out when I was a junior in high school, but I don't think I saw it till I was like maybe 19 or 20. Um, it was later on, I remember. And I, I remember wanting to see it really bad because I loved Kathleen Turner because growing up, she was in um, Jewel of the Nile and Romancing the, Romancing the Stone, which were two of my mom's favorite films. So I remember growing up with those films, and I thought her voice was am- always amazing, like her the voice. the husky and the rasp of it. And yes. so I I had been a fan of hers before. So when she was in a John Waters film, I was like, oh my god, I gotta I gotta make sure I watch this. Um, but I remember when I first saw it. I just, I liked it because I was just it's just you take this perfect picture of a housewife who's just insane, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just the daughter and the son and the husband are just like, well, what are we gonna do? I mean, it is what anyway. it is. I, yeah, exactly. I, I really love that part. And I love I, when the husband's like, so we'll get her help. help. Yeah, but I like <laughs> just like how there's just so many random weird things in the film, like. The the woman who doesn't rewind the tape of Annie and she gets she gets killed with She's a lamb murdered. leg or that a lamb. That was the most tongue. expensive part of the yeah, film. Yeah, was getting the music sixty thousand dollars for the rights, yeah. and the reason they cost so much is because the people who own the royalties for Annie they knew his hit the back films of John Waters and were like, oh no, these are all nasty and wrong, and so. They charged him like way more than what they usually would. But 
When I first saw it, I really liked it. I love that there was so many people that from John Waters' films were in this one making cameos or they yes. were actual characters like Ricky Lake because I loved her in Hairspray and all of that. So it was really, really cool. And it was cool seeing him do like a bigger budget film when this came yeah. out. But like, I just remember the story was completely ridiculous. Like, I'm like, bananas. Yeah. But you expect that from a John Waters film when you go into it. She's like the worst serial killer ever. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm going to get caught. The one thing I do remember I love, love, love about this film is Al 7. Because I was religious about Al 7. Shitless is one of my favorite songs. And so they play Camel Lips. That's what I was going to say. Camel Lips is the band in the the movie that, but the actual band in real life is L7. And I love them. And I've always loved them since high school. Um, But in that scene of the, when Camel Lips is performing, you know, the girl that does this, the, is Hatchet Face from Cry Baby, (laughs) who does, who dives into the audience and audiencers or whatever. It's Hatchet Face from Cry Baby. I love that. Hatchet Face who I love. I know. She's my favorite part of Cry Baby. But, um, Watching it again, I've watched Serial Mom many, many times over the years. So watching it again, I was like, oh, I know this film. I know it. I know it. But it's just, it makes, it, the subject matter is like, if you think about it, she's killing a bunch of people, but it's still so enjoyable. And I think that what's the charm of it is John Waters took somebody who you would normally not like this character because they are a serial killer and made them likable. She's so likable. Right? And like... She's friends with the trash guys. I know. She's throwing out her recycling. And she's only really killing them because she really believes that they should die. Yeah. I also agree with the villainization of anti-recyclers. <laughs> to that degree, Lena. <laughs> to that degree of killing them. Mm-hmm. I'll take that as a layout. She anti-recycler. She set her up for murder. Murder. Okay. Murder. All right. And I like that she represents herself in the trial scene, which is like so ridiculous, <laughs> but it's so good. so good. I've got so much to say. Oh, oh we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. <laughs> but um, did you know? You know the scene at the beginning with the fly. That was a fake fly that they killed because I they like weren't. That. Yeah, they weren't allowed to have a real fly be killed on set. That's insane. Isn't that weird? But I yeah, there's a real fly out of spite. Out of spite, because <laughs> A A A P A S P C C A refused to allow them. To who, Lena? I know A S P whatever he A-S-P-C-A. said. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't allow an actual fly be killed on the opening if, scene. Okay, if they're fighting for that, mm-hmm. like fuck those guys, save the pandas, kill the flies. Oh, God, <laughs> okay. you're taking a stance. Yeah, I, don't know I what- am. I don't know if that's a the, what the podcast is unified in that message. Yeah, no. Um, Sorry, um, guys. You can find Jonesy shirts that say "Save the pandas, kill the, kill flies. the flies, kill the flies." Right. <laughs> you want to kill Jeff? Jeff? Gold, what is it? Jeff Goldberg? Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum? I have never seen that movie, so oh I know my God. not what, uh, what you speak of. Of course, you <laughs> of course add it to the it. list. Add it to the list. And you know, Miss Jensen, the scene where she's singing Annie and the dog mm-hmm. licks her feet. Did you know they put butter on her feet yeah. so the dog would lick it? Oh, you know what? You know what part of the movie, even when I remember when I originally watched it and then watching it every single time that always gets under my skin is when the guy, the 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 couple, they're eating the chicken. And oh my the, God, it's oh, so it's gross. so the way they did it with the sound and everything that oh, and it's she, so annoying. I'm like, kill birds. him just for that. 
And then they're eating the birds. Yeah. And they're thinking of it. Yeah. Ooh, it's so, and it's, it's so, so visceral. It's so like, John Waters used know. a lot of that sound stuff oh, yeah. because it was the same thing during the trial when the daughter Misty and whatever guy out. are making yeah. out. And all you hear is like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. It, oh. <laughs> and then Ricky Lake in the film. I love Ricky Lake. Oh, oh. Ricky Lake. I but know. she ends up happy. Huh? She ends up happy. Yeah. Which I yeah. loved. I know. I did tell. The kids actually do end up happy. <laughs> they do. They're like, okay, except for Scotty. He's ended up burning on stage of an L11, L7. That wasn't her concert. kid. I know, I'm but I'm just saying one of the kids, kids in the show. <laughs> yeah, her kids are fine. <laughs> should we do, um, what is it? What is, should we do now? Should we do name drop? Figure name that drop? out? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm nervous about Let's that. Let's start. Rachel Maddow, I want, I spend an hour with her every single day. I once played a drinking game with Celine Dion, Liza Minnelli. Cher, Laura Dern, I don't know her. Who would you say is the most famous person in your phone? My good friend Ben Affleck and his crippling addiction to back tattoos. I have the best Lady Gaga story of all time. Hate him, loathe her, over them, cancel it, tell me everything. Yes! So Name <laughs> Drop is our version of Six Degrees. So this time we pick Kathleen Turner from Serial Mom. And then from next week's film, we're going to pick Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yes. So homework to the end of the episode is trying to figure out how to pair those two actors together. This one's yeah, going to be challenging. But I Brian, like you always knock it out. They dated back in the day. Maybe. No, they wouldn't. No. Maybe. I feel Did like it would have been an angry relationship, but they could have dated. Maybe. Did you know when Kathleen Turner, I want to say she was in her late 40s, she did uh, the production of The Graduate in London that ended up going to Broadway where she was fully nude on stage? Yes. It did yeah. Happen. And she was good apparently, it got rave reviews. Yeah. Good for I her. know. I was like, good for you. You do that. But she, yeah. yeah, she's done so much theater in like she's her her book too. Her auto her biography is so fascinating too. She goes through all of the Hollywood stuff and just her view on acting. And she teaches she was teaching classes at NYU on acting too. Good for so, her. Yeah. So Jonesy, this is the first time you've ever watched Serial Mom. Are you first off, first question, are you familiar with any John Waters films? There has to be a few. Um that you've seen. I've seen hairspray. Yes. Uh, Tony forced me to watch Crybaby. Yeah. Uh, like, so I've seen that Force. one. That movie is amazing. No, no, no. When I say forced, um, this was back in the time when I was basically staying with Tony for yeah. a couple of weeks. Um, and there were a few times where he went, you're watching this. You've never heard of this. Sit down. We're sitting so down and we're I mean watching by this. Force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of Serial Mom? This is your first time ever watching it. Did you know anything about the film going in besides I, it being a John Waters film? I just figured out the name drop, but I'll wait till the end. Okay, let's wait till the end. Yeah, go ahead. Josie. Shocking. I know, I'm not surprised. So I knew John Waters was kind of a weirdo. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's basically all I knew going into this movie was that John Waters is a weirdo. So this is going to be a weird trip. You know, yeah. one man's weirdo it's is another, another man's, man's icon. I was going to say, let hero. me say, when I say weirdo, I am a weirdo. I married a weirdo. My best friends, these guys who are on the show, are weirdos. 
I have nothing against weirdos. I think weirdos are the people who are going to save the world because they embrace being a weirdo. Um, so yeah, nothing. I don't mean there's never anything negative when I say weirdo. Yeah. Okay. The weirdo community, please don't come after us. Yeah. Send your hate mail too. Back to the film. So what did you think about this? The first time, this is the first time watching it. What was your initial reaction to it? So first of all, I didn't know until the podcast started that this wasn't based on a real story because <laughs> you, you believe I it. believe them when they yeah, tell so me their lies. Who hasn't watched it? There is a card in the beginning, like the um, opening has, you know, a text scroll that says this is based on a true story and, and that it's yeah. based on interviews done and all of that stuff. So Lena's not, this isn't coming out of nowhere. If you haven't seen the film. Well, they and also they keep like regularly um, time stamping different parts yeah. and the trial. And so, and then there's like, you know, at the end, there's even a, like Beverly, whatever her last name did not participate or <laughs> whatever in the making of this film yeah. and I'm like <laughs> you know and also one of the things they said was like uh the names of the innocent were changed so yeah. I totally bought into it until we we destroyed turned that on to the you. zoom meeting today <laughs> that's such a John Waters thing though yeah well, it is he likes to set it up that way so go go ahead what else about the film yeah. did you like uh, or well, because here's the thing because I thought it was real <laughs> <laughs> That's that's why I introduced it with that first because I thought it was real. Um, I fully was buying into it. Like, have you guys heard of Betty Bowers? The like, I think that's her name. The, the, the oh Betty Broderick. Betty Bo Betty Broderick, yes. who yes. is from La Jolla, and yes, that all happened her here husband. in La Jolla. And said, yeah, and she was basically so your Betty kind Broderick. of like. She was your rich version of June Cleaver kind of thing. And then, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if then, you watched the story, <laughs> the made yeah. for TV miniseries, all that kind of stuff, then yeah. you know. But no, I totally thought this was that, basically. Oh, you thought it was based off was of based that? that? No, I didn't think it was based oh, off okay. of her specifically. I thought this was another woman in Maryland that I didn't know of, that this was all. Similar story. Yeah. Correct. I and so I very much watched this movie going, yep, this is John Waters weirdo. Love weirdos again. Making something that was totally like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. He oh, even weirder is... kind of movie. So yeah. that was my experience of basically going, this is all real. This is just basically John Waters telling of this weird real story, which I kind of was like, it's like the Betty Broderick story similar. Yeah. So it was, I believed that this could be real because. I so how did that make, how did that change, yeah. make your viewpoint of the movie going into it, thinking this is real. And then now thinking back, Oh, this wasn't real. It's a satire. So how did you I'm, think of I mean, it? I'm still it? in shock that it's not real. So I'm I can't still believe you would think it was that. real. <laughs> Like, you I really her, like wait a minute. If I had thought I was, this was real, I would have been. This is so disrespectful yeah. to these people and their families. I would have been like, no way. <laughs> I know. 
And Jonesy's like, oh my God, I am buying the documentary <laughs> based like, yeah. off of it. Where can I get the book? Right. I think the <laughs> Betty can... Broderick story is kind of disrespectful to all of her family. What Yet, did you think? I what? was there going. <laughs> what did you think of Kathleen Turner in the film? Loved it. Loved yeah. her. Loved she did phenomenal. I totally bought it. That is also part of why I thought this could have been real, was I saw her kind of playing a real woman, John Waters camp. Oh, you know? I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like, that was why I totally was buying into <laughs> that. Like, no, this is based on a true story. Like, Do you think yes, because- it's over the top, but yeah. that's because it's John Waters. Do you yeah. think going into the film, knowing it was a John Waters film and you see Kathleen Turner, a big movie star going, Oh, okay. So this must be real. Cause she's a real, real legit actress playing. She wouldn't part. be doing. Yeah. She's yes, like Suzanne Summers. I, I, yes. Like also I said what the detective said, like that's really Suzanne Summers. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Hey, Lena, what what do you think Mama and Papa Jonesy would think of this film? About this film? <laughs> I think they would totally be on board at the beginning when she's like, you know how I feel about the brown word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, <we laughs> and when she's shit. like, we don't say hate in this family. Uh, all of that, I was like, my mom and dad would be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah, real parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the rest followed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think... I feel like if they had made a PG-13 version and John Waters was less kind of like push the boundary, I think actually my parents would have liked it. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Because for some reason, like true crime, all that like murderous stuff was accepted. Okay. In our household. (laughs) Okay, that's weird. Are they into capital punishment? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you know the 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 one of the most expensive parts of the film was filming in the church because yeah. of the licensing or getting the permits yeah. to film there was the most expensive was to film in the church. Not shocking. Really? And yeah. also not that shocking baby. that the priest, preacher, whatever he is, sermon <laughs> is all about capital punishment. I was like, yeah. I have literally sat in those sermons and I wonder if there was a murderer that every adult in the room knew was <laughs> like, like just go did out that and do happen? What are we and waiting I for? Know? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the no, I this film, it's just, it's like in a way, it's like classic John Waters, but a yeah. little more for um, mainstream America. Let's just say. I also I didn't know this was a comedy when I started it. How <laughs> did you not know this was a comedy? Jesus Christ! But it was a John Waters documentary was, drama. No, she thought it was a period piece. Okay, I've had. I have two films of John Waters to speak of. Cry baby. <laughs> yes. And? Which is not a comedy, I would say. Is it? It's a comedy. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Yes, it Whoops. is a total comedy. Did you not get Whoops. this? How did you not watch Cry Baby and go, wow, this is deep. This is you really- what you drank How did you watch that? It was like and a go- metaphor. Jesus. Oh my I God. I just thought it, it was a weird movie. <laughs> well, it is. For Godot type of situation. <laughs> for Godot. She's like, know. is this an Ivory Merchant film? Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> Here's the thing. 
Crybaby didn't have me laughing because Tony was basically going. I know. It's like, I was looking at her going, laugh, laugh, because it's funny. It's funny. It's very important for me that you like this film. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I have a question for you. Um, I just didn't know it was a comedy. (laughs) I have a question for you, Bryn. Do you think the film is a little more. Um, relatable now because of this huge trend with 100%. people fascinated with serial killers, true crime podcasts, TV shows, all of it is like really, really big right now. So yeah, do you, I, yeah, and her I do reading too. the serial killer books yeah. and all of, all of that, like in her sort of like having humanity for them and sympathy for them. And then the whole, and and this obviously is like such a farce, like with like them becoming famous and getting agents and, you know, but like now there's like an entire industry that is like just people just talking about murders all the time. Have you seen that meme? That's like, if I ever, um, get murdered, I would like two white women to solve my death in their free time. (laughs) Because if it's like it's true, like it's, it's true. There's It'd a true. huge industry, and so I think now it it and it has gained sort of like a cult yeah. fame, like all of John Waters movies do. Yes, for but I think sure. it's especially like now watching it, you're like, yeah, yes, and she would get famous. And Suzanne Summers, who looks fabulous, fabulous in this movie, so holy good. moly! I did not ever know Suzanne Summers yeah. was that beautiful. Um, would want to play her and people would be at the trial and people would be like freaking out and there would well, be this podcasts was, about her. This came out pre OJ Simpson, which is crazy. Yeah, that is because crazy. then that happened. You know what I mean? So what yeah. Jonesy, you're putting your hand up what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't want to interrupt, so I'm doing all the like grammar school things. What's that, what? Listening on the podcast, going, please pick on me, teacher. Um, that's exactly why I thought this movie was real. <laughs> because of O.G. Simpson trial. I mean, I didn't think the movie was real, but that's why I thought it was based on it, because I am one of those true crime junkies <laughs> yes and so i very much was like yes all of this makes sense i think it was just a precursor to its time and yeah. then like you know uh it all happened and because it wasn't social media and all that kind of stuff where it could go viral it just went under the radar so that's why i was totally like this is based on a true story right <laughs> yes. So what is whole, your favorite murder through the whole whole film? Like, because she oh, kills yeah, people in the one. most randomest ways. What's your favorite one that she does in the film? I've got mine. Go ahead, Lena. We'll start with yeah. you. So the Annie murder, because she's all, totally prepared with the knife. Yes. And then you've got the son's friend watching on the rooftop Scotty. and the daughter Daddy. or the son's girlfriend. And so, like, it looks like it's all like, oh, no, <laughs> But she went and got the fucking meat. I know <laughs> the big lamb leg. <laughs> what I like, and my I thought was going what? My thought was she looked at the knife and said, "Oh shoot, murder weapon! If I use the 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 lamb leg, the dog will eat the murder weapon." <laughs> Which no, I totally you thought it end. was like. Oh, this knife is too easy. Yeah. I need a oh, bigger see, I challenge didn't think about that. to murder. <laughs> I, this will be like, more I fun. need I need another weapon because a knife pff, over. So, 
Ted Bundy, <laughs> Ted Bundy has this like quote and I, I'm going to mangle it, but he's like the first time you murder someone, it's like, you're already, everything's in its place. You know, the yeah. 50th murder, you forget where the lug wrench is. <laughs> so you <laughs> grab know, whatever you want. It was very much that chaotic vibe where she was like, let's have fun. Let's, no, let's, let's be creative with our murder. Like get yes. it in the berserker mode. Yeah. What was your favorite part of murder in the film? I have to say when Carl dies, because I felt like he deserved it. Carl gets stabbed in the bathroom That's not with fair. The, and the poker. And I love that part of like his kidney or his liver comes out. And it's just like li, 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 li. I I love Tracy Lawrence overacting when she finds out he's dead. Oh my god, she's <laughs> so good. They're holding her back, and then she looks at the lieutenant and she's like, Oh, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Um I like her in the closet, and she's, like, ninja-style throwing the knife she's at like, the guy. The, it's so good. The worst, most ill-planned murder. Oh, I know. Ever. I know. <laughs> Which one? The closet one? The yeah. closet. When she's in the closet, and she pops out and kills kills a couple that Surprise. annoyed the fuck Here's out of me. Yes. Except yeah. I also loved how somehow she got the mice on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. To bite her, <laughs> I know. I was like, "Oh wow, it's okay." Just like now a she, weird coincidence. I'm like, now she's Snow White. She's talking to animals. <laughs> no, see, in my head, I was making all of this make sense for it being real. I was like, "Yeah, like, she yeah, was she would have had the <laughs> and they didn't know they had an infestation problem, so she killed them, and then the mice like." Ate at the body. Like, I, I totally like, had every police report in the autopsy that she had rat bites, so they had yeah. to put it into the movie. Yeah, yeah. I had. I love Jonesy out. that love you it. watch this film trying to logistically think how <laughs> yes. this was real, no. like oh, making 100%. logically going. This is how they would have done it because yeah, generally in a movie, um, when you watch a movie, you have to suspend disbelief. Not you, me. Opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, complete opposite. <laughs> you believe the shit out of it. <laughs> Not oh, me. God. This John Waters film, literally, how long has this podcast going? Ah, eh, 35 minutes until 40 minutes ago. I thought <laughs> it was all it. real. <laughs> wow. You guys, in the beginning of this podcast, she said, so this is crazy. It really happened? What and really we're like, happened? no. And then it was just <laughs> silence and shock. <laughs> <laughs> it's facts. It's facts. all of that, I've and I love it, like keeping true to John Waters' film. This was filmed in Baltimore, and yep. the video store was the actual video store in his neighborhood he grew up in, and they filmed it. And that it. looked like not a set creation. No, that looked like something location had found at. Because I was like. That's too real for a video oh, store in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how they throw "Death Becomes Her." Yes. In the background, I'm like, oh, so, so good. good. Well, and the high school that they shot at is Divine's High School. Yeah, Divine, the late yeah. great That's Divine. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah. So there's all sorts of like little John Waters Easter eggs in there. Oh, throughout, throughout. And I, and well, one of the most iconic scenes is don't wear white shoes after Labor Day. And oh that's the God. whole reason why Patty Fashion has Patty changed. Gets, I know. Fashion's changed. She's such a bad actress, but I love her. Patty Hearst is the worst. worst. but she's so good. Is and that I, the real Patty Hearst? Yes. Like Patty yes. Hearst, Patty Hearst? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, it was all real. <laughs> See how now, now she's tying the strings together. She's it's like, the Patty Hearst story. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Remember God. in Schitt's Creek how Moira does a one-man Patty Hearst? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Should, should we get to pairing what we would pair this movie yes. with? 
Oh, what is our uh, get it? Get, Grace, Dry give Martini. me a singer. Right? Oui, monsieur. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lily. Shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. Drink, I like it. I know it's great, right? Another. Grace, give me a stinger. Yeah, so this is part of the show where we are going to pick a cocktail and a little nibblies to pair with this film. So, Bryn, what would you pair with this film? I am going to pair oof, a whole rotisserie chicken. Uh, oh, because of that scene. That you buy at like Bonds or Ralph's yeah. at the grocery store and just use your hands. <laughs> okay. And um, just like a shitty beer in a weird why a shitty beer in a weird glass because that's what the ladies were oh when oh when she broke the egg oh that's right they were drinking beer one beer with lunch Lunch. hardly counts (laughs) and i thought yeah you're right girl i would do i would definitely do lamb and i love that she had mint sauce on her sandwich when she was before she got murdered in that scene (laughs) and then i would do like a mint julep, something very proper white lady would would drink for for, be- high ball. for Bev. Yeah, a highball or something like that. That's what I would pair Bev with. What yeah. about you, Jonesy? So I think even though I hate it, I would have to go meatloaf. Yeah. Oh, the meatloaf seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meatloaf. And then for drink, what would you pair for a cocktail? Uh, I I want to copy you and say like something mint julepy yeah like it has to be something like one of those uh, you know beverly cleaver jim cleaver that kind of like at home ladies who lunch that kind of you know i just don't know enough about that world to say when i worked at roos chris Uh we had three we were only open for lunch on fridays and we had three women in there probably like mid 70s they would come in every Friday for lunch and they would all wear Chanel suits and you could tell they were super rich Yeah, and they would get one salad to share and then they would each drink like five highballs. That sounds amazing. <laughs> That's like Ice a perfect cold cups. diet. We knew they were coming in. So we oh. had to put the martini glasses in the freezer. <laughs> cups and one Caesar salad. So Brent, I have a question for you since yeah. this is our first John Waters film on this podcast. Mm. If we're going to be exposing Jonesy to additional John Waters film, what would your pick be to show Jonesy minus Crybaby? Okay. So we can't do Crybaby. Yeah. I'd probably do Pink Flamingos. <sighs> it's legendary. So good. Yeah. I think Producer I Rob, would. What was that face? You <laughs> made a face. Oh, no, no. I... Cause when, when, um, Producer and Rob and I were first dating. I made him watch Pink Flamingos, and oh. he was like, "I'm surprised he stayed." Like, <laughs> I was like, seriously. So I think my pick would be Female Trouble. I love Female, Female Trouble, good. especially the scene where, and I wanted to do this for a Halloween costume when Divine and the two other girls are dressed as cat burglars and they're in all black and they just have the the veils yes. over their head and the big behinds. Yes, yes, I yes. love that. I love it. Yeah, Oof. that would be my pick. So we should put those on the list to revisit yeah, sure. later on. Um, but I want to get your guys' final thoughts on the film. Like if you were to give sum it up and give it a two-sentence, three-sentence review, what would it be? I got mine. Go ahead, Jonesy. We'll start with you. This is true crime murder. <laughs> <laughs> true story. That would be another lie. Another lie. Of 
a woman who's been put through too much. Too much push. And yet is still trying to aim for the level of perfection that misogyny has required of her. Okay. Okay. What about you, Bryn? Um, I would say, you know, good for a Friday night if you want to have some real weird fun. Perfect. <laughs> I think I would say this this film, it's fun. It's one of my favorite Kathleen Turner films. And if you're a John Waters film, you're going to like this film. It's one. It's it's fun. It's very very campy. Campy. Um, just and just so go campy. go into it. Just get a drink or get high, and you're gonna love it. That's yep. what I would say. So now we're gonna get drop? back to oh, yeah. what did you figure out? Name drop. How did you I get did. from Brandon. Kathleen Turner to Jack Nicholson? Really easily. How? So. Um, Kathleen Turner is in Romancing the Stone and The Jewel of the Nile. Oh, both great with films. Danny DeVito. Oh, that's right. Danny DeVito's in it. Yes. Danny DeVito is in Hoffa with Jack Nicholson. Fuck, that's right. That was an easy one. Why didn't I think of... Uh, hey, guess what, guys? Never heard of any of these films. We know. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, now I'm it's time to give list. these films a grade. Do we have what we originally graded these films? Yes. What did yeah. you have, Jonesy, last week? What did we and Bryn give this? So Tony this gave this an A+. Plus. Yes. Okay. okay. And Bryn gave this a solid A. A solid A? I'm going to okay. stick with my A+. Plus. It's still... It still knocks off all the boxes for me. I still love the film. Watching it this time around. I think before this week, I hadn't watched it for probably a good year. Maybe a little longer. Still love it. Still was like, yes, I'm into it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Bryn? I'm going to stick with my A. Yeah? I think like on the, the chart of John Waters' films, this wouldn't be the first one that I would jump to. No. But still very solidly in there. I yeah. watched it by myself. I was tickled. I didn't even have a drink. And you I was were knitting. Tickled. And I thought this is fun. This is one of his films that is like a good introduction to the John Waters. Yeah. That exactly. it's like easy enough. It's not too outlandish, but it's easy ease people into the universe. Sticking your, your toes in the exactly. in the Exactly. What about you, Jonesy? This is the first time you've ever seen it. So what is your grade on this film? And does this get a stamp in the film Springa passport for all of the other film Springa kids out there? So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this needs to be revisited because I'm still processing that it's not real. <laughs> well, you've, had like, you've had um, almost an hour. Okay, but I've been busy with the show, so I haven't really <laughs> processed still processing this it. is not real. <laughs> so just like first impression, what would you grade it? So first impression, I was giving this a solid B+. Plus. Okay. Okay. And would you recommend it for other film Springer kids? No. <gasps> oh. I'm sorry. Well, the, I would agree with this in maybe terms of John Waters. Maybe yes. this isn't the one you would yeah. put in the passport for film. Springer. That's exactly why is I feel like if this was in the passport without hairspray or Polyester, Cry Baby. Cry Baby. Polyester. Yeah. I, I haven't I seen that movie. That. Do you remember um, the collector's item came with the scratch and sniff that you yes. did with the film? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. So good. So um, go ahead. But yeah, so I feel like I think 
other church kids would also be confused <laughs> and also be like, yep, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> well, this so, uh, film too started kind of the modern John Waters kind of films, right? Because it was C- Crybaby. Yeah. And then it was Serial Mom, Pecker, CC, CC. CCB Demented. And then, oh, Dirty Shame uh, with, um, what's that- her name? I just lost Tracy Almond. Sorry, Tracy Almond. If you oh, guys and Johnny Knoxville, do you remember that yeah. film? So weird. Brent, it is so Thank bizarre. You. So weird. But Dirty no Rotten and Shame was the last about. like film film he did, and then he did the re the remake of Hairspray. But yeah, yeah. But I I genuinely enjoyed this film. I still I do. Like it. I think it's fun. I yeah. enjoyed this film. I totally, especially because I thought it was real. I didn't know it was a comedy. It still made me laugh. I totally was buying into the story. Like, Uh, I'm not saying this is a bad film. No. I'm not saying I don't recommend it. I just don't think this needs to be in the passport because I think there's a lot of precursor things. And also, I think it would be confusing for other church kids like myself. That's not real. I know, right? So, <laughs> oh, let's talk about our next film for next week. Yes. We are yes. gonna go like super classic and an award-winning film that I actually have not watched this film in a really long time. But I oh, remember God. when I first watched it, I thought it was amazing, and it's like a piece of like twist just. Mm-hmm iconic cinematic genius it's so good it is 1974 chinatown with jack nicholson and faye dunaway that is our next film so jonesy all you have is the name and the movie poster wait i need to pull up the movie poster chinatown no idea hold on chinatown dunaway while you pull it up Faye Dunaway. Yeah, because we did Mommy Dearest was the first Faye Dunaway. So before Oh, wait, was it? What's her name? There was a so this movie played a lot of movie clips. Wasn't Joan Collins in this movie? Not Joan Collins, Joan Crawford. Crawford was in Serial Mom because they played um, the one where she kills the couple. With the axe. It was one of her later sort of, they call them hag exploitation. It was after she did Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. And um, she was doing scary movies to sort of like keep her career going. Yes, that is a film from one of her movies. Let's add it to the list. So let's no idea what that's about. So for Chinatown, (laughs) Bryn, what would you give the grade originally? A. An A? Yeah. Yeah. Let me I write think, that shit down. I think I would have to give it an A too because it's from what I remember because it's been a very long time since I've seen it. It's it was really good and it had it's a different style yes. film too than like your norm. It's the neo noir noir mystery. This is the worst cover for me to guess shit. Oh, that's not the cover I pulled. I pulled the original one. The one that looks like a drawing, like a painting with the cigarettes. Yes, yeah. and the, oh, this? I love that. Yes. Okay, what do you oh, think? What do you think that. it's about, Lena? Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna guess they're in New York because Chinatown. And okay. I'm gonna say there's a lot of smoking. Okay. Okay. And okay. um what else? That's it. Smoking in it's in Chinatown. She's a gambler, she's a whore. Wow. They smoke. I don't okay, know. Okay, there you go. <laughs> a lot of smoking in New York is Lena's answer to what that's China her, That's about. her answer. No, I also think he's a gambler and she's a whore. 
Okay. You got you got serial mom. Yeah. Okay, but that's in the title. Yeah, this China will be interesting. Town. I'm going to be very curious to see how Jonesy reacts. We'll have to, to revisit. Is this the one that's very inflammatory? Where there's like I don't the, know. You're going to have to watch it, and we're going to have to revisit it next week. Like, and then us. the lady who's like, "Me suck you long time." No, don't no. ask us. That. <laughs> don't no. no. You're going to have to watch it, and then we're going to get where no, we will discuss it. <laughs> Is this that movie though? We can't tell you. You got to just watch it. So yeah. it'll be a very interesting episode next week. We'll when have to re- remember review. to revisit and remind yes. Jonesy what she said. Yes, exactly. That um, they're all we- smoking and sucking me long time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You can follow the podcast anywhere you get podcasts on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram. It is Filmspringa on Instagram. And you can email us at filmspringa underscore Film Spring Up podcast at Gmail. And, and you guys, that is it for this week. Next week, it'll be Chinatown. We're going to get into it. Everybody have a very safe uh, New Year's. Um, if it's already New Year's there, Happy New Year's. And yeah. we will see everybody next week. Bye.